Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am Mike Vardy, and this is part two of the Contexts Conversation. And, you know, I mean, we've got Lee Garrett on a little bit later to talk about his idea of context. And, of course, I've got some of your ideas of context that you sent my way, both through the blog and and through Patreon, for the Patreon supporters that are out there, thanks so much. You'll be getting your, your shout-outs at the end of the show. But, you know, I, I just can't wait to introduce the first guest because, frankly, this beer is getting warm. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Schechter, say hello to the crowd. I'm back, baby! Didn't, didn't <laughs> I, like, quit this and abandon you? I, I thought there was something with that. You did. You did. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it again. One more time. An encore. <laughs> so uh, we'll bring back the segment just for the purposes of, uh, of you know, we, I want to keep the show brief. We only do it. We do 30, 30 minutes, you know, and, and if you and I talk too long, that it, the introduction can be 30 minutes. So I don't, uh, don't want to ruin your precious no. podcast. So so in order to keep things, um, I don't want to call it what are you drinking? So I'm like, what beer do you have? I've got myself a nice double IPA and Omni Apollo Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you know, uh, ship, ship from the Matrix, always a good thing. Really, really nice, boozy, and hoppy IPA. I'm a happy camper. What about you? I've got Coolrophobia, which is an India red ale made by Phillips, and uh, I got it because there were clowns on the bottle, let's face it. I mean, it's a nice beer, too, make no mistake, but... Yeah, clowns on the bottle, never a bad thing. So. Ooh, you, you know what I finally found? And, and while you're in, uh, you just told me you're going to be in San Francisco. You should try to get get a bottle of this. Uh, I finally had a Pliny the Elder. Yeah, I saw that on. Was it on Instagram? You shared it or whatever. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's see, good party. see, I've got oh. I've got to get that, and I've got some beer actually apparently waiting for me in San Francisco. One of my clients <laughs> knows I'm a beer fan, and at the hotel that I'm going to be staying at for the night, they're gonna they're gonna have beer waiting there for me, which I that, think is awesome. That, that's a, that's a good client. It is right a good there. client. Um, but I want to talk a bit about when, when I uh, talked about contexts uh, a few weeks ago, uh, it kind of uh, started a Twitter conversation, which, you know, and when those happen, and they, they do happen frequently, but this one went on for a while where Kevin Rothermel got involved and Sven Fetchner got involved. And of course, he, these guys were on last week, but I want to talk to you about like context and, and kind of get into, dig into it a little bit, as well as, you know, now that you're back doing the writing stuff again and stuff, like, have you started to maybe take a look at how you're how your contacts are fitting in again or, or, or like, how is that working for you in terms of what contacts you're using? Well, you, you and I have certainly talked contacts to death and you know, mm-hmm. I'm a little weird with them. I mean, at the moment I, I only really use two, one for work and one for home so that I can just sort of, when I'm at work, see my work dashboard mm-hmm. and when I'm at home, see my home dashboard. Um, I've been playing around. I read Sven's post on it recently and I've been playing around with his um, chase contacts, like for what, you know, when, when you're trying to track people down, but I'm not even sure that's going to stick. I, I always tend to uh, get a little curious and then always come back to the same thing. Right, right. So basically at this point, it's – see, now you use OmniFocus though. So why wouldn't you just use a, a home and, and work as perspectives and then maybe have a little bit deeper context? Okay. So this is the fight I always get in people when they tell me this. And the thing is, you know this. I mean, I, occasionally I'll need to do something quickly for home at work and occasionally I'll need to do something for work at home. And mm-hmm. for me, it's you know, it's not really – I look at those as like the horizons of focus. So, and, right. and I'm probably getting off topic for you, but it's like you know, I have my personal stuff, I have my work stuff, I have my family stuff. That's all sort of my my folder structure. But I still find there are things for home that I do at work, and things for work that I do at home. Right. And honestly, having that separated and using that as a context for me made a, a big difference. I never really connected to the energy level ones. Uh, it's just, I, I honestly, the, the weight of actually putting those onto a task in the first place, at least for me, wouldn't be worth having it. You know, for me to look at a task, it doesn't take my brain that long to go, yeah, I'm exhausted right now. That It's really not a good idea to write that strategy document. I'm probably better off 
checking off the easy boxes. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where I continually try. And I know I'm probably, quote, unquote, doing it wrong, but it works. You know? Well, and see, here's here's one of the things I've been experimenting with lately. Yeah, I still use my energy level context, but I've because, like you said, I you know, you do work work at home and home at work sometimes you know you do personal stuff and i've found that lately the the context like writing as a context and planning as a context are really working for me and i know that those are technically you know actions but because i write for a variety of places and because i'm planning like obviously productivity is just is growing and i need to focus on that kind of stuff those contexts kind of give me the ability to like hone in on things I can use those. I mean, yes, an OmniFocus, you could create yeah, but, Okay, but, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be mean. I'm going to cut you off because I don't understand this. <laughs> Write the freaking tasks that way. I mean, oh, no, you know, tasks. search is built into OmniFocus for a reason. But, Anything, if I, if I want to see all of my things I need to email, all the things I need to call, all of the meeting notes I need to write up, I consistently write my tasks so that I can use search. And basically for me, I do it in line. I, you know, if it's, you know, the people involved in something, you know, the action, write, you know, call, draft. I mean, that, that's all there so that if I want to consistently search that, I don't need to just add really, to me, at least wasteful metadata. Now, see, for me, it puts me in a mode, though, right? Writing mode, planning okay, mode. Okay, but how, how – okay, hold on. How is A, going to the context right different than B, searching for the word right and yes – I know the weird argument you're probably going to make that right might be in the middle of a different thing and one task might show up that doesn't belong there. But come on, that's BS. No, well, I don't think it's BS. I think I think for me what it is – and keep in mind the, the task app I use allows for multiple labels, right? So I have a task uh, – Which you know I think are dangerous. <laughs> I know you do. But again, it's a human thing, right? So for me, I will never put more than two labels on a thing, right? Because that's kind of the way perspectives work to a certain extent in OmniFocus, right? You want to make sure that you don't have it too granular because then you're just really so hyper focused and you'll some things can fall through the cracks no for me i don't use see the word write appears in a lot of stuff like write post for that but writing is a mindset it's a mode for me right so i don't use the word write as a as a label or context i use writing and planning is the same thing and there's only a few of these that i use it with and they're the reason i use those ones are because they are um kind of integral to what i'm doing they're they're something that i if i if all else fails, right? Like I'm like, oh man, I'm just, I'm, I'm spinning my wheels. I'm, I'm doing a lot of these low energy tasks because that's the other thing you can end up doing is if you, you're not honest with yourself, like, oh, I'll just knock it about your low energy tasks and then boom, I'm super productive. But it kind of puts me in that mode. So I, I look at those labels or context as sort of modalities as opposed to, you know, verbs to a certain extent. Do you, do you understand what I'm getting at? Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the verb and the task it has always been enough to get out to what I need to do. Right, right, and that makes sense. I mean, this is the great thing about context, right? Is that it, it, it's a subjective thing, right? You know, I mean, energy levels don't work for you. And I mean, I've used when I've talked to people, I say a high energy and low energy, and for a while, I had normal energy, which was I realized was just like a cop out. I don't, I don't think any of your energy is normal. <laughs> I didn't want to say regular, that's for sure. Yeah, but, well, no, no, no. <laughs> but, but, but others like brain dead and full focus, like a lot of people like that because the brain dead is just like it's a word that they can connect with as opposed to low energy, which is, you know, that there's a lot more look, there. 
the truth of the matter is I'm super cranky about this just for me. Mm-hmm. The reality is is if what you're doing is working and actually making something come out of you, it doesn't matter. I mean, the, you know, to me, I always recommend like I don't really recommend you start with, you know, the the true like what originally were context, you know, where it was like email, mm-hmm. you know, iPhone, Mac, because the devices are so overlapping at this point. Yeah. It gets to me that I'll, I'll just be honest, it's sort of useless. Like there's pretty much most things I can do on my phone, I can do on my Mac, I can do on my iPad, and they burned out, you know, but it's, try one set of things. I think to me the biggest bit of confusion when it comes to context is having like three or four different versions that you're trying to do at once, and more than anything, it's not even for the ability to search it down, it's, and maybe this is different when you're using multiple contexts, I'm obviously thinking about this through the lens of OmniFocus, Mm -hmm. but if I got to a task and then had to think, do I want this to be a device? Do I want the context to be a person? Or do I want the, the context to be an energy level? That's adding friction to every task I want to do. And right. for me, at least, the goal is get the thing out of my brain, get it into something as fast as possible, and not have to go through the process later on of then processing it. I, I like the entry and the process to be the same step, which is why I had to par down to such a minimal context. But man, whatever works, go for it. But just be careful because I, I think people get a little crazy with their context. Before I let you go, what do you think about apps as, as context? Because again, like you said, there's overlap between devices at this point. So for example, if people want to really start writing in Scrivener, they'll use Scrivener as a label or context because that way they make sure that they, they're drawn to that as opposed to opening up Word or Evernote as the place that they know that they put all of their notes. Like, what do you think about that that idea? I mean, again, again I guess whatever works, but I think that that's... I, I don't know that I'd use it as context. I, I think that's the wrong word for it. I don't mind the idea of intentions for apps. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. Like, for me, NVAlt is where I blog and, and capture, and I do capture some ideas. You know, Evernote for me is where I I capture reference materials, you know, and and knowing why I'm going into an app for me has always been good. Like I, I'm not a fan of even if the app is well designed to do this. I mean, Evernote is probably a really good example of trying to shove everything into one app because mm. then again, it's that same level of friction. I mean, for me, it's you know, NVL to write my stuff down, Evernote to manage my ideas for larger projects. You know, Scrivener's right there, and I agree with you. I think they put you into a different mindset, but it. Again, to really think through your tasks that way, uh, I don't know that I would ever look at the app as that because then there's no trigger to bring you back to that app. Right, right. I, it, I hear to, to, to me, I think it's when you're actually doing – it's when you've decided, okay, I want to write. What is the mindset you need to write? When you want to you know, just go through your email, what is the mindset that you want to do? And I think that is where what you're talking about, we're having a, the right app for the right moment can go a really long way. Yeah, don't think about the action. Let the action make you think. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> and that's a great place to wrap up. Uh, hey, uh, where can people find you now? Because now we're not doing the, the show anymore. So uh, no, you're, you're going to pop by regularly. That's one thing I promised my listeners is like a lot of people are like, oh, man, you know. Did you really promise wish- or is that is that a threat to them? It's it, uh, You know what? Shh. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I am uh, writing back at Better Mess again. I've been, I've been hitting about one post a week, which is nice. Uh, but having fun doing that again. I, I miss writing, Vardy. I mean, as much as I, I enjoyed talking to you, he lied. Uh, I'm really enjoying writing again. So that, that's it's been nice and kind of starting to get the uh, the what I want to write about. And now I start need to get into the tactical stuff. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, it's keeping me energized. And you are M. Schechter on the Twitter again. I am. Well, I've never not been. You just never Twitter. not. You, but now you're more present. 
Oh, was I not present? I guess I wasn't using it much, yeah. you, 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 I mean, I think that... that... It, it, it's been busy. It's oh, no. Been... You know what? Yeah, I mean, you and me both, but it, it's 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 cool yeah, to be that's, able... That's, that's my context. It's busy. Busy. <laughs> busy is a context. That the, maybe that's yeah, what I should. That's what I should have called this episode. It's a mindset, a context, and a reality. All of <laughs> one. one nice little package. All right, man. Thanks for joining me this week. Later, bud. All right, I'd like to thank Mr. Schechter for joining me this week on the podcast. Now, before we get to Lee Garrett to close out the show. I want to thank everybody that has been sponsoring and supporting the show via Patreon. Uh, I've got a couple of people that I want to thank in particular. Two new $10 supporters who are getting a shout-out on the show. Uh, We have Jeffrey. Thanks, Jeffrey, so much for uh, chipping in. And also, uh, I'm going to pronounce this, I hope, correct. And if I get this wrong, just send me an email to podcast at productivityist.com and, and I'll fix it next time. But it's Tariq. So I'd like to thank Jeffrey and Tariq for sponsoring uh, the uh, podcast, for supporting the podcast. Uh, that's happened since our last episode. So as you can see, we've got a couple of people that have jumped on just since we, we last broadcast. So if you're interested in becoming a supporter and helping me take things to the next level, hopefully eventually I'll be able to do some live streaming, maybe take some calls, do some video, all that stuff once I get into the new studio downstairs. Uh, remove ads from the equation. This week we don't have a sponsor. I am actively uh, pursuing sponsors. So if you're interested, again, podcast at productivityist.com. You can reach out to me there. But if you are interested in just supporting the podcast, chipping in what you can even as little as a buck uh per uh per month really it's not even per episode it's per month uh you could do so at patreon.com slash productivityist now i want to touch base with uh, some of the people who sent me their contexts uh, and i want to talk about the people who did it initially via the newsletter that i sent out so there'll be a link in the show notes about the newsletter where i, I basically solicited question uh, people to tell me what context they use and so we have one from gregory uh, Gregory Smith, who says that he he basically has been going back and forth with context uh, ever since the early days of developing kind of his own spin on GTD and how it, it, it impacts his daily workflow, uh, works a couple of jobs in four different sites, does things out of his home office. So he's got to keep things kind of organized, but yet moving forward without bottlenecks that can show up. So the context that he uses on a day-to-day basis, and he sent me a, a PNG of it. So he's got, you know, more traditional context. Uh, so he's got like Apple TV, uh, which I assume he's going to use for like movies and music and photos and stuff like that. Uh, he's got home, iPad, iPhone, MacBook Air, Office HC, Office Home, Office MC. So again, those are two separate, all three locations. Plus there's a fourth office he's listed there as well as online and out and about. So those are his uh, contacts. They're very traditional, but uh, I don't know if he's gone to like some of the energy level ones that we've seen crop up or even the ones that I mentioned uh, to, to Schechter. There are more modalities than anything like than anything else. But those are the ones he's been using. So thanks thanks to Gregory for uh, for sending that my way. And then finally, we've also got one from uh, Alexander who sent me uh, a series of his uh of his context. So he's got different contexts for different meetings. So which is kind of interesting. So basically he's got a context for each type of regular meeting. So like the a stand up, the sprint, uh, sprint retro, retrospective, sprint review, grooming. So he's really like kind of distilled down his uh, context in terms of meeting type, which is good because then what he can do is say, "Hey, these are the tasks or these are the items I want to bring up in this type of meeting and that type of meeting." So he can really kind of distill that down a little bit better. Of course, uh, I use errands, he uses by, but it works the same 
same way. Uh, different physical contexts, home, office, school. So traditional uh, location-based context. And then he's got, you know, kind of, again, times of day. So lunch break, way home, way office. So commute or, or you know, different times of day that he can use this context. Then the computer, which is honestly one of those contexts that I think is going to eventually become, and I think it already has, has become one of those contexts where it's just too too difficult to, to track down, which is why I use apps in a lot of ways. Because, I mean, you can do a lot of stuff on your iPad or your iPhone or your tablet or whatever. So he also has that. He's got people that he uses, so colleagues. Uh, he's got a goals uh, context, which I know a lot of people are using. Just so It's kind of like the someday maybe context, but a bit more... Um, aspirational as opposed to just like, uh, you know, something that you just kind of put out there uh, and also the waiting for. So those are all of the contexts that he's got. Now, he did use low energy, but no real feedback. I'm wondering, Alexander, if you're listening, if you want to fire back to me via an email at podcast at productivityist.com, whether or not you've actually seen something come up from that. And finally, we do have somebody that mentioned it when I uh, had the post for the evolution of context on the blog. Damian Castillo mentioned uh, what he uses. So he he uh, he's a longtime G- GTD practitioner, and he doesn't follow it to the letter anymore. But he's figured out what works and what doesn't. So he was using all the contexts that are basically resource based and location based. But now he's started to lean towards time and energy. And again, he makes a good point. It's not 100% bulletproof, especially since you have to be really, really honest with yourself. So, uh, and, and he didn't take into account time constraints, you know. So he wasn't, he would say that some things would, he would think would take 30 minutes, ended up taking almost two hours. So uh, energy was the one that worked over the long haul. So time really didn't work, but energy was one that he's been using. So um, he's been using GTD for years. The methodology and principles are still great. So one thing that he that he makes a point of saying, and this is a good point to take into account, which kind of falls outside the context conversation, but capture, 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 get everything out of your head and into a trusted system. That's one of the two most important things that have never changed and do a weekly review. So thanks to Damien uh, for uh, putting that on the blog there. So there, there you have, there's some stuff that came in from you. If you, uh, by the way, I'm going to start to field some questions. So if anyone wants to send some questions my way that they want to have addressed on the podcast or maybe topics that you want me to cover, send them to podcast at productivityist.com. Those who are Patreon supporters will definitely get first look. I'm not going to I'm not going to kid you there that's one of the perks but if you send me something I'll take a look at it and maybe we can bring it up in a future podcast. Well now we're going to wrap things up and we're going to talk to Lee Garrett from Solium says and we're going to get out his ideas on what he thinks of context and, and ones that he uses and ones that he finds useful right here on the Productivityist podcast. All right, now we got Lee Garrett uh on the show to talk about and and Lee I want to get your thoughts on context. You just roasted wrote a roasted a post. Roasted a post. Wrote a post. You roasted it. It was not bad. Uh you wrote a post about the context. You were involved in the Twitter thread as well that we were having uh and at first off, where can people find you on the internet uh if uh, if they if they want to explore beyond what we're gonna discuss here? Oh fantastic. Well I'm actually growing at the moment. I can um, you can always get me on Twitter at Solium Says. And my website is www.soliumsays.com and I'm also guesting on podcasts at the moment for the British Tech Network. Awesome, awesome. So over at Solium Says you've got you talk about your omnifocus context. So you're an omnifocus user uh and what I found interesting is in the Twitter thread that we were exchanging back and forth, you you kind of use the, mo- the the 
the base definition, you know, mm-hmm. the the conventional, traditional definition of context. What you said was, you know, you base your work on location, energy, time, or equipment available. So can you go over, and then you mentioned before we started recording, by the way, that you've, you've got your calendar kind of tied into that. So can you kind of explain that to everybody listening? Yeah, so essentially what it is, is, is my brain has to do an awful lot of work during the day, an awful lot of work. And I run an IT consultancy, and in order to be able to do that, I've got to be on top of my game with regards to so many different um, technologies. You know, we provide virtualization services, Windows server services, um, routing, switching, SAN, VoIP, wireless, you know, the works. And I've got to be 100% on top of my game with all of those because they're always changing, they're always evolving. And I don't want to be spending time during the day thinking about what I need to do next. Mm-hmm. So basically in OmniFocus, I've got my context set up as such. First of all, I look at where I am. So am I at home in home mode or am I at work? Simple. Then I move into how much energy I've got. I'll say, right, am I up for it? Am I able to do like a full focus task? You know, so I've got a design piece that I need to do or I need to provide a really, really detailed report for a client that's going to completely wow them. Or, you know, is it after lunch? Am I in that sort of, oh, you know, do I really have to be at work sort of mode that we all get into sometimes? So I've got a context there that's called low energy. And then I'll move one stage forward after that, and it'll be what equipment have I got? Do I need to do this particular task on my MacBook Pro? Can I do it on a mobile device? Do I need to be sitting there physically um, pushing paper? And essentially my context work just like that. It's very, very simple. I don't want to be thinking about what I need to do. I want OmniFocus to tell me what I can do. Well, and that's the thing, right, is that the contexts are supposed to kind of guide you when projects can't. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and, yeah. and so many people don't what, – what will happen – and this is what happens all the time, especially with an app like OmniFocus, at least that I've found, is that they'll overload it. They'll say, I'm going to throw all my projects in here. And then when they first start exploring context, they start to make as many as possible. And until they kind of refine them – and the piece I wrote over at Productivityist – uh, called the you know the evolution of context. I talk about what Merlin was even doing. Merlin Mann was doing back. You know, yeah. we're talking like you know, gosh, six years ago now, or even no, even longer. I think eight years ago, where he basically said, "Okay, look, uh, you mean you may need to simplify your context a bit." And you did you always start out like did you go crazy with context and then, and then whittle them down, or did you just build them out slowly? But no, sure no, no, I I didn't use context at all until I read them. Um you know, the Bible <laughs> as, as such. I don't think it's blasphemous to be able to say that it influences my life more than the actual Bible does. <laughs> David Allen's um, Getting Things Done book is is just phenomenal. And I didn't touch context at all until I started reading that. Now, I only work with context. That's all I use. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that there's actually a bug in the um, OmniFocus iOS app at the moment, oh. which says that whenever you, um, it's something they're working on, um, but I'm not actually that urgent for them to fix it. Because if you create your own perspective, in either the Mac or the iPad version. And the only ones that will display on your iOS device are context-based perspectives as opposed to project-based perspectives. So if you create a project-based perspective on your on your Mac, which basically um, will give you a list on the left-hand side of the different projects that you're currently running, it won't show on your iOS device. Whereas if you create one that's context-based and will only show you the different contexts that you've set your perspective up for, bang, it's going to work. See, I don't, consider that, that. I don't consider that a bug. I consider that a feature. No, I love that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're looking at changing that, um, obviously, because some people, you know, are, we're all different, you know. Well, but I, we all, I, I we all start that way, though, right? We all start, like, we're wired to think by 
project because it's something like, go write this book. Okay, that's something I can wrap my head around. It's harder to wrap your head around or at least be honest about energy levels. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not something that you can grab onto right away. Whereas a project is very um, objective oriented, you know, even when you're working in a team-based environment, which is one of the reasons why I don't use OmniFocus uh, any longer is because I work in a lot of team-based and collaborative stuff. Uh, the thing is, is that the team can look at a project and they can all say, okay, this is the objective. This is what we need to do. But then they can each look at through their contexts and say, well, how do we approach this work so that we can do the best uh, possible, uh, you know, effort, give the best possible effort and be the most effective and efficient. And that's where, you know, you'll look at things and say, you know, well, I need full focus and this is the device I use. For me, devices are irrelevant in a lot of ways um, because if I'm writing, then I know what app I need to be in, so on and so forth. And by the same token, um, so it doesn't matter what device I'm on, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, So it's, it's really, again, it's very subjective. Context can be very subjective, whereas project-based views are generally very objective. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And the only problem I have with project-based sort of perspectives is is wherever I am, I would have to think about what I'm going to do next, right? What projects am I going to work on? Whereas it's much easier for me with context-based ones because all I've got to think about is where I am. And I don't even need to think about where I am. I know, I just look around. Hey, I'm at home. So let's see what I can do when I'm at home. When you capture stuff, do you, use, do you capture stuff on paper at all? Or are you strictly going digital at this point? I'm pretty much digital only. It's straight into drafts. I've always got my phone on me. It's always right. in charge. I've got mobile charges always on with me just in case it's running down. Although, obviously, with the iPhone 6, it's not so much of a problem now. Right. But, um, when, but yeah, right. all in drafts. Right. So, I mean, so if someone, just to give some, uh, to, to wrap this part up, is uh, if you're, at, if so, you're, someone's trying to get their head wrapped around context so they can start using contexts, whether they're ones that you've kind of put out there, the more traditional component ones, or you're going to go a little bit more further afield, what do you recommend they do? Take it easy, first of all. <laughs> um, basically, if, if, you, if you follow David Allen's advice and you just jot everything down, everything in your head, and just get it out of your head, because obviously, you know, your head is a place for having ideas. It's not a place for keeping them, as he says quite succinctly. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you go through each one and say, right, where do I need to be in order to be able to, to do that? Because the first time, you know, when I was first creating to-do lists, they'd be sort of 50, 60 pieces long. And by the time I've actually read all the way down to the bottom, I've had another emergency that's come up and, yeah. you know, it's overtaken everything that I've read at the top and it's pointless having a to-do list. Whereas if I can just knock out 80% of those tasks because I can't do them anyway, you know, what's mm-hmm. the point in, in having a task that says mobile lawn if I'm sitting in the office, but right. I'm still reading a task that says mobile lawn, you know, it's ridiculous. So first of all, I would, I would just separate them between location and just say, right, where are you? And then knock out half of your tasks and then... You will simplify it, to, you know, to your own, to your own sort of measures. Uh, it's interesting when you say where you're at. Um, it's almost once you start to really dive into context, the where becomes more of a state than a location. So it can be a location, right? Like where? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, at the at the mall. Uh, what can I do here? Or where where am I mentally? Where am I physically? Oh, where am I? That's a fantastic new part of, of, of OmniFocus is yeah. we've got a shopping center that's, that's just up the road. And forever and a day, I was only realizing I needed new batteries at home when the kids come up to me and say, Dad, I need some batteries in this. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, okay, I'll get them <laughs> when I go to a store sort of thing. Now, as I'm going past the store, it will say, hey, look, you're near the local shopping center. You know, you really need to go and get some batteries, go and buy some, you know, an OmniFocus mobile will just, it will just do that for me. And I just love that. Right. Need some milk? Yeah, it's going to tell me, you know, location-based sort of geolocation context that 
oh, they're, they're fantastic. And, and, yeah, and, and Todoist just adopted them as well. And there's a few others that are out there that'll do them. But yeah, you're right. Once that was, a, it was a bit of a game changer. Hey, yeah. Lee, where, so people can find you. Best way is uh, on Twitter at Solium Says. That's the best way for people to find you, at least absolutely. at this point. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. And um, like I say, they can always contact me on, on, on the website, www.soliumsays.com. Awesome. Thanks for joining me to talk context. Not a problem. And that's how the podcast went down. That is our conversation, a big two-parter on context. I'd like to thank all of our guests over the past two episodes, Sven Fechner, Kevin Rothermel, Michael Schechter, of course, and Lee Garrett for joining me. Again, all of my Patreon supporters, thanks so much for being part of the show. You are a big part of why I get to do what I do. And, and you know, seeing that that ticker increase every week is is a really nice sign. So again, if you want to support by any means necessary, you can go to patreon.com slash productivityist. We will be back next week with a whole brand new episode with maybe a little bit of context talking there, but the whole theme won't be context, so that's good. Uh, anyway, uh, this has been Mike Vardy for the Productivities Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll.